Hello everyone, you are listening to the Nate Larson Radio Show. This week we have two very special guests. The first guest on the show is Dr. Miami, famous plastic surgeon. You can follow him on Instagram at the Real Dr. Miami. He has a great uh, TV show you can watch on Hulu and WeTV. We also have a roundtable discussion with my sister Nicole. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at NL Makeup Art. Um, and please follow the both of them. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Continue to submit your music to me at natelarson87 at gmail.com. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much.
Hello everyone. This week on the Nate Larson Radio Show, we have a very special guest, celebrity plastic surgeon, Dr. Miami, a.k.a. Michael Salzhauer. He is a American celebrity doctor who I would say is an expert in plastic surgery. I don't know if you would describe yourself as that, but um, after... Gosh, I hope so. After combing... Uh, if I, if I, if I, <laughs> After combing, if, if I'm uh, not by now, then uh, I, I give it up. But yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I've been doing plastic surgery for 20 years. So um, I I do Brazilian butt lifts, tummy tucks, uh, mommy makeovers, breast lifts, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so uh, um, I, I guess I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll describe you that way. I think that's accurate. Um, uh, we have Dr. Miami on the show today. Thank you for being on the show, Doctor. Thank you for having me. Now, I, I did a, you know, uh, before we set this interview up, I, I did a deep dive on the internet. I had already followed you <laughs> on uh, social media. Um, your cool. Instagrams, you're entertaining. I, I love the show. It's on Oxygen, right? Uh, it was on WeTV, but you can get it on Hulu and uh, you know the streaming services now. Okay, it's, it's off the air. It's just uh, it's just available and uh, it'll run reruns on your streaming service, whatever you use, Hulu awesome. or whatever. I will be. Uh, I, I know I've seen a few episodes. I'm going to watch them all. Um, everybody, check that Thanks. out. Um, now I have a I have a question. Uh, what what drove you to get into the field of plastic surgery? Uh, well, I mean, I always wanted to be a surgeon since I was a little boy. Um, and then when I was kind of figuring out what kind of surgery I wanted to, uh, to learn about, um, I was an undergraduate, uh, and uh, my girlfriend, who was my girlfriend at the time, and now my wife of 25 years, she uh, got into a car accident and had a scar that she wanted fixed. And she went to a plastic surgeon to fix it, and I took her to the appointment. She went in for a consultation, and uh, this is back in the very early 90s, 90, 91 or so, and uh, there was no digital, no internet and no uh, digital photography. So really people didn't see before and after pictures of plastic surgery anywhere. Um, uh, and uh, when she went in for a consultation on his desk in the waiting room was a pic, was a, like a wedding album of before and after pictures of plastic surgery. And that was the first time I had seen that and it just blew my mind. And I left that meeting and that consultation, that, that office visit, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. How do you do this? Um, and then the next year I started med school and first thing I did was went to the department of plastic surgery and said, uh, teach me your ways. And that's it. And I've done nothing but learn about and focus on and study and practice plastic surgery since then. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of, you know, I'm sure you run into this now. Do a lot of people that you meet when you, when they may not know you, um, from the show or from the internet, but let's say you're at a party or something and, and yep. you mentioned you're a plastic surgeon. Yeah. How many people do you feel are judgmental <laughs> and how many people do you feel are understanding of that? I think the vast majority of people are like, not only understanding they like, will take their shirts off or <laughs> pull me into the corner and be like, what do you think of this? Or what can you do with that? Or, you know, should I get this removed? Or you're like, what do you think of my nose or my face? Or what do you think of the facelift that I had done? Do you think it was good or bad? So the bad, I was like 98% of the, of the interactions um, like that in parties and social occasions are very positive and inquisitive. Maybe 2% of people are like, oh, it's so superficial. It's so vain. You know, meanwhile, they drive home in their Mercedes and they're dripping with all kinds of signs <laughs> of their own vanity. Right. But yeah, 
But most people are cool with it. Now, do you think that attitude has changed in the last 20 or so years? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like like 180. I mean, I remember when I first went into practice, uh, if I passed a patient on the street, they would not only deny that they knew me, they would, like, cross the street to make sure there was no awkward interaction. You know what I mean? Like, they, they want their friends to know that they'd have plastic surgery. Right. It's the opposite now. And the, the younger generation, not only do they talk about their plastic surgery and share it on social media they'll brag about who the, who was their doctor You're like who did this who did that part of their body whatever so it's almost yeah, it's almost completely the opposite now some some surgeons even you know i'm not saying that me but there's there are surgeons where it's almost like a name brand you know like you know, <laughs> this guy's nose and that guy's butt and this guy's breasts you know yes now like a gucci bag yeah i i did do uh I did see you you were shadowing a another surgeon. And oh yeah, the penis, yeah. Yes. Now as a man, I'm sure I, I and I know it's different if you're you're a doctor, but did did part yeah. of you feel <laughs> feel spelkus? Did you I mean what was the you know No, what? I no, I it, to me it's just to me it's just another body part. Because that that's you know, through the years of surgical training you don't even you know, it's like you, you see it, and surgeons in general tend to be very, like, practical and kind of, we have kind of somewhat of an engineering type mind. So, like, we don't, when we see body parts being opened up and filleted or whatever, it doesn't, like, do anything to our stomachs or it doesn't make us queasy or we don't have any of that mirroring effect. That right, most you can kind have. of... Uh... I wouldn't say compartmentalize, but you put it in a yeah, different it, it, Yeah, exactly. It goes into a different – it does compartmentalize. It goes into a, a very kind of analytical um, like breakdown. Okay, what are the steps that he's doing here? What's happening? Where are things going to be put back together like a puzzle almost, like a penis puzzle. You know? <laughs> so that so – that, I'm excited to, to start doing that operation because it really it's the first – it's really the first aesthetic penis implant ever, you know. And it's just FDA cleared, and I, I flew to LA twice to watch them do it to see how it works. And actually, tomorrow I'm going to a cadaver lab to uh, just re-familiarize myself with the anatomy of the penis and and the structures down there. Yeah, before I, I do my I, first one. Yeah. I read a article. I, I want to say it was in um, mm -hmm. a, a prestigious magazine. It wasn't National Geographic, but something like that, it, where they yeah. they took the I believe it was a soldier that had lost his genitalia. Yes, yes, a penis transplant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a real that's a thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, um, medical that's science. That's vastly that's vastly more complicated though than just an implant. So oh, like a, I imagine, a penis yeah. transplant is, but you know what the 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 transgender uh, you know called gender confirmation surgeons, they can make penises from scratch that would fool you, completely. You would not believe, you would not know that it was that they weren't born with it and they can make them quite big. Um, I have some friends that do that surgery and they basically take your forearm muscle and bone and yeah, think about how long your forearm is. And that's, that's how much, how much a penis they can give a, a woman, you know, or, wow. or a, a transgender woman. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, um, yeah, the science is incredible. Um, but yeah, that makes the penis implant look like child's play. Yeah, I mean, you know. medical science has just come so far oh, in, I'd say, the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I tell, I tell people that, like, your great-grandkids will, will look nothing like you. <laughs> you know, they're going to look like whatever they want to look like, you know, yeah. whatever pops into their imagination. Yeah. Now, I, I know you're, you're bound by 
um, confidentiality and, and, and those type of uh, non-disclosure agreements. Mm -hmm. um, but I imagine you get quite a few celebrities in your in your office from time to time. We do, yeah, um, we do. Now, of those of the famous celebrities mm -hmm. you've you've had, I'm sure there's quite a few. How often do you say, you know what, you need to, you know, I can think of a, a bunch of uh, famous people I look up, you know, Michael Jackson, yeah. people, people like yeah, that. Yeah, they need to stop, yeah. yeah. So, so that happens, that happens. There's a few, there's a few, there's a few famous people that I turned down famously, like they came in for consultations with camera crews and stuff like that, and I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing anything. Um, so, yeah, no, it happens, it happens. You need to know when to say when. Everything in moderation, yeah. you know. Plastic surgery is, is fantastic, but only for the right person at the right time in the right operation. Right. Now, what, what is the most common surgery you perform? Uh, the Brazilian butt lift. Yes. And, and that's when there, there's the, it's the hard silicone implant? No, the Brazilian butt lift is, no, it's not a hard silicone implant. It's, it's taking fat from the areas of the body you don't want it and putting it in the place you do. So we take fat from the tummy, the love handles, the back, arm size, wherever, and then inject it into the butt. And then into the skin under the butt, and that you know gives you a bigger booty. Right. It, now, it's, it's a two for one, so you get like a more narrow waist at the you because know, the liposuction, and then instead of throwing that fat away, you put it in the butt, and you get a nice curve. That's the ultimate uh, kill two birds oh, with one stone. Exactly right? the ultimate kill two birds with one stone. Now I'm not accusing anyone, but I also have two eyes, and I'm pretty certain uh, the Kardashian family popularized that. Am I right or wrong? Or yeah, they're 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 amongst its uh, more more uh, famous, most famous, uh, you know, proponents. I would say. Yeah, I remember. Although they, they 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 always you know they always keep us guessing. Yeah, I remember when they, Kim, they never Kim got they the, never they never copped anything until you, until it's proven beyond a doubt. Then they go, oh yeah yeah I did that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when um, there was some episode where Kim got the uh, she's like oh I got an X I got an ultrasound an X yeah an X ray because it's all fat yeah it's my not, yeah it's no not kidding yeah it's not an implant mm -hmm. they're very clever about it too yeah. yeah nothing gets past them now yeah I have to ask you I was I was on your Instagram yesterday and. As a singer, as an artist myself, you know, I, I get quite, I'm, I don't want to say I'm jaded, but I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, okay? Yeah. And your son, I don't say, I am not blowing smoke, um, <laughs> is very talented. He's a, he's a soulful little guy, isn't he? He's I was, you know, and I, you know yeah. I, when I hear someone say, people come up to me all the time, they ask me for advice, I say, Nate... How do you get into music, blah, 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 my son's 10. You know, I kind of, I, I don't want to say roll my eyes, but I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's, uh, I'll hold judgment. But your son's very gifted, very talented. Very nice of you to say. Yeah, I don't know where he gets it from because I can't sing either can his mom. But he, uh, you know, he just, he has a, he has a, a very, a very passionate, uh, soulful kind of sound to it. A unique sound, I would I, say. I was impressed, you yeah. know. And, yeah, uh, thank you. I interview singers all the time, and people send me music to play on the show. And uh, I, I'm I'm a tad jaded, so I was I was. I, was... No, I, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that, and and and, and uh, yeah, no, listen, it's whatever whatever it takes him, that's great, and he, he definitely gets a lot of joy from it. So that's when you're great. a kid, you got to let him express himself. So. Yeah, off mic, I'm gonna send. You. Does he have any um, vocal coaches or anything like that? Nope. No. Wow. He did he intubated her? Oh great! All right, good. Sorry about that. The nurse just walked by. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> uh, he doesn't have a vocal coach, but um, 
Yeah, if you know somebody. I, you probably I do. Have to do Off it, mic, like, I'm going to. You're probably going to have to do it over. Maybe send me some info. Um, he would have to do it over like over the internet. Oh, sure. The, I, I got a guy. Yeah. Off yeah. mic, I'll, I'll send you. Um, but, okay. Uh, my guy, my vocal coach, he, um, I'm only saying this because I think he, he has the, the talent to, to do something, oh, cool. whatever he wants to. But um, cool. my vocal coach is Rihanna's and Timberlake's and Oh, people. wow. So, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, send me the info. I will, because I, sure. I really think he, I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. So I'm going right. to send I appreciate you his that. website really cool. and his contact info. But yeah, he does lessons through Skype. So. Oh, cool. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, sure, oh, that'd sure. be cool. Um, now, Thank you. My, my sister, who is uh, kind of an expert in, um, she was a consultant in Ulta and is a, is a big fan of um, body image and, and cosmetics, things yeah. like that. Right. She used to be a makeup artist. So she, when she found out I was interviewing you, she sent me a few questions she wanted me to ask sure. you. Sure. Um, so, so she wants to know, um, and th- I'm actually curious about this too because I'm, I'm kind of a health guy. What are your thoughts about collagen supplements? Collagen supplements. Um, you know what? The data on that is not super strong that it actually gets to where you think it gets to. Yeah. In other words, there's there's not from what I've seen, there's mm-hmm. not great studies that show that it that the uh, having extra collagen either in a moisturizing cream or or through tablets that you take that it actually gets to the places that you want it to. Does that make sense? Right. There there isn't enough. Uh... Data yeah, just the bio, yeah, not data to show that that, that 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 it goes to where you think it needs to go because everything kind of gets broken down in your stomach and then what actually enters the bloodstream and is it does it actually get to the places that you want it to? Um, you know, like biotin and those kinds of things that help with your hair and nails, they they, they actually do work, but um, they uh, they mess up blood tests and things like that. They interfere with. So if you if you do take supplements for that kind of thing, you're gonna have plastic surgery. Just try to get off the biotin before you do your lab work. Oh wow, I didn't. Um, yeah. Words of wisdom on the show today, everybody. Uh, yeah, take notes. Um, now, now, what is your? How do you? I imagine to do what you do at the level you do, you have to be fit and in shape and and take care of yourself. Now, well, what is your uh, health, fitness, uh, nutrition routine? So my fitness routine is as follows. Now, so I wake up in the morning around five something. And I, I walk to the beach, I do a 5K run, I come back home. Actually, I go, actually, I pray. <laughs> I'm a religious guy, too. Good. I pray to Good. God and thank God for the day. Um, then I go home, take a shower. I have um, usually uh, like a smoothie or something, some eggs, uh, fruit. Um, I try not to eat at all. I try not to eat meat during the week. So I try to take it five or six days a week, just kind of a plant-based diet mm-hmm. and then meat meat uh, meat on the weekends like friday night saturday i'll have some meat but during the week it's all plant-based and then i try not to eat after 7 p.m so whatever i'm gonna eat i'm done by 7 p.m yeah I, I try it. to stick and, to to that as well there is something to that yeah. that three yeah like the window. circadian the circadian rhythm you know like absolutely eat don't eat when it's dark basically try to eat during the day and then limit your limit your meat. Uh, I, I'm not for like an all plant based diet. I feel like there are there's some essential nutrients that you need for meat, and I think meat's not bad for you necessarily in moderation. But um, too much of it probably isn't so great. Yeah, I, I think um, whatever you know. I'm, and I'm and I'm uh, 
I eat meat myself, but whatever diet you do choose, I, I think that um, uh, less, the less processed foods, the better. Uh, yeah, 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 whole foods, right. salads, yeah, eating clean is, is good. I mean, we all cheat a little bit, but you know what? Even if you say you're not going to eat processed foods, you will anyway, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. I, just, can't, you know, I can't lie and say I don't because, you know, when I yeah. pull the pin out of that grenade, watch out, you know? But, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, but yeah so, so um, that's, that's, my, that's my health and nutrition. And then, and then I do some, I do, uh, some weightlifting uh, three times a week and uh, strength training and uh, a little cardio before bed. I have like a little aerodyne machine, about 30 minutes. Very good. Uh, and now, I, I'm really interested in, and like I said, the data on this next topic is, is it's getting there, but it's, it's, there haven't been enough studies, I don't think. But what, do you, what is your stance on stem cells and surgery? Yeah, I mean, that is uh, has potential. Um, I feel like stem cells, um, now, when you say stem cells, you mean just stem cells? Do you mean PRP? Do you mean, like, other types of, uh, you know, blood products that are your own, you know, your own no. uh, blood products that you recycle? Because stem cells for sure work. Um, but, we're at, for example, when I do my fat transfer, right, when you, when you liposuction out fat, a good percentage of the fluid and cells that you get out of it, besides mature fat cells, are immature stem cells. And when I inject those stem cells into the butt or into the, under the skin in the butt for a BBL, those stem cells mature into fat cells. So um, stem cells definitely are, you know, are, are, are part of my practice. Now, do stem cells work when you inject them into your scalp? Are they going to grow your hair? I don't know. If they, if you inject them uh, into your breast, are you going to grow bigger breasts? I don't know. But I feel like there's a, enough um, promising research to say that in the future, stem cells you're going to be able to, um, you know, grow tissues to replace uh, body parts and uh, certainly replace bone and, and muscle and things like that. Um, but like the. In my own practice, we don't have, we don't use them in any practical sense other than in the BBL. No, no. What is that? I'm not familiar. Oh, in the Brazilian butt lift. The B- oh, yeah, I say right. BBL. I mean okay. Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, that's just a just a uh, just an abbreviation. Okay, I like that. Um, now, are there are there any cosmetic surgeries that are not FDA approved um, that you you see in other countries that you would like to uh, implement one day? Not, not, I mean, there's, um, there's large volume hyaluronic acid called macrolane, uh-huh. which you can get overseas that I would, I wish would be FDA approved, but it isn't, but that's a filler. It's not an operation. There's no techniques that I've seen overseas or products that I see now that are not approved in the U S that I would, uh, that I'm kind of waiting for. Um, but there's always new technologies coming down the pipeline. So. What what do you see um, if you had to guess in the in like the next five years what will be the biggest advancement in cosmetic surgery? Um, I think the penis. Yeah, I think the penis implant. I feel like there's, I feel like if it, if it works well and, and and it gets improved upon year after year, it could be a big, a very big demand, the big market, similar to breast implants. I mean, you know, millions, tens of millions of women get breast implants. Um, and, and happily, you know, um, and I, I feel like that's a market that is, for men that has been um, under, let's 
not no pun intended, under endowed. Right. It's our yeah. turn, ladies. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Now, um, I have to ask you as well. Um, how do you manage people's expectations when it comes to surgery? You have clients come in and they say, uh, "I want to have Rihanna's nose. I want to look like." Um, well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, you start from the very first phone call and make and the very first visit. That people need to know that it's not magic. Um, we can make you the best you, but we can't make we can't copy and paste somebody else's face or body onto your body. Um, and we just have to say it over and over again until they until people get it. And if they don't get it, we don't do the surgery. So, right. So you 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 can yeah. kind of do you have? I'm I'm sure by now you have like a sixth sense of. Yeah, and we, and we have like are. questionnaires. Questionnaires people we have people fill out, and if they ask answer the wrong questions, you know something's up with their expectations, and we need to either correct that or just not do the surgery. Good, good. Now I know you're a fan of trap music. Oh yeah. Now who is your favorite artist? <laughs> um, Damian Lillard. Okay. <laughs> he just, he just, he's a basketball player, but he just dropped a he just dropped a track today, so that's why I said that. Okay, I'll, I'll play it on the show. <laughs> yeah, play it on the show. I will. He's having a beef with Shaquille O'Neal. There, I saw that. They're, they're, I didn't understand, they're to, but they're trying to they're trying to step into the trap, uh, you know, into the rap game. So, <laughs> yeah, funny. Shaq has some. Uh, you know, people want to joke, but Shaq has some good songs. You know, if you if you do a deep dive, he has a. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's a talented he's a talented dude. You know, I I feel I feel like Shaq is worth more than he actually got paid in his career, though. And I think that's like you know, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a shame, but whatever. Yeah, I think he's he's doing okay with the gold bond commercial. What a guy. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> he won't go hungry. All no. right, cool. Now I know it, it, we're in the month of October, um, mm -hmm. and I know you're a big costume guy. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> my, so, my can you can costume. we break some news? What uh, do you have an outfit picked out for Halloween? I do not. I do not have an outfit picked out, but um, it it'll be a good one. We we always do something here, and I've got I've got on staff. I've got some makeup. Some some of the girls working in the office have any makeup artists on the side, so they always go overboard. So okay. it'll be fun, guys. It's a stay tuned and see. I don't have an answer yet. Okay. All right. Well, we will keep our eyes peeled for that. Um, one of the other questions my sister had is. What um, she's asking about micro micro needling and and lasers uh -huh. and, and that type of thing, and I'm not super familiar. So so, so micro needling is like very tiny needles that you puncture the skin, uh -huh. and the idea is to stimulate. You can either you can use that to get other medications or or, or um, you know treatments in through the, those little holes that the needles make, or also just, also just the the fact of the puncturing of the skin with micro needles stimulates collagen production. So. Um, I, I, that probably has to do with their original question about was just collagen supplements work. So the so the answer is microneedling does increase collagen production. That, that's good. There's good studies that show microscopically it does work. Um, lasers depends on the on the type of laser, and and lasers can do all kinds of different things. They can from hair removal to tattoo removal to um, just stimulating collagen depending on the wavelength and how the how the uh, how the burst of the laser light is uh, is administered. Um, but those do, those, those can get rid of fine wrinkles. They can tighten the skin. And, uh, again, it depends on the laser that we're talking about, but those are all good, good things. That's crazy. So I, I assume that you try to stay ahead of the trends coming down the pipe. Yeah, I try to. 
Because like, and yeah. do, do you think there are other surgeons that get kind of lazy and they just kind of they don't want to learn as they grow or? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a, a a plus and a minus to that. So like, being on the cutting edge means you're eventually you're going to make some mistakes. In other words, you're going to get something a technology that maybe isn't ready for prime time too soon, or you're going to. Um, or you know, you're on the, what they call the bleeding edge of technology, which is the you know where everything's expensive and it's not worked out well. And some older, wiser surgeons are like, "I'll wait till it's out for two years and make sure all the kinks are worked out before we before we start learning how to do that trick." So there's there's pluses and minuses to being on the cutting edge. Right. You don't because yeah. do you do you find you take more of a cautious approach somewhere in the middle where you can kind of. Oh, uh, so I, I I always I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle, but I'm probably more. Of a risk taker than the average um, surgeon. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you started your career, about you said it was in '91. Yeah. Well, so I went to med school. Yeah. Right. How how many men has the has the male um, have your male clients increased or yes, decreased? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, male male posturities increase. It's still ninety eight percent women. You know, not ninety eight, but let's say ninety two percent women, eight mm -hmm. percent men. But it, but it's, it, but it's definitely increased. But you know, if you think about percentage wise, though, like it was probably like four percent when I started my practice, and now it's eight percent. It's probably doubled. Um, it's definitely still vastly outnumbered by the women, but it's it's increased over the last twenty years. And, and as as far as male surgeries go. Um, what is the most common you see? Liposuction. Liposuction. Liposuction, and then followed by rhinoplasty, chin implants. Uh, you know, uh, male breast reduction. You know, man boobs. Yes. Reduction. In that. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Now, do you have anything you'd like to plug on the show? Um, no, I mean, if follow uh, the real Doctor Miami on all social media: Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, and um, if you want a consultation or anything, just go to drmiamiconnect.com. I'm happy to uh, give you my opinion. Now I saw so, I saw you are you're going to be in Dubai. Do you want to tell my audience what that's about? Yeah, sure. I'm going to be in Dubai and Saudi. I'm giving a a, a, a keynote speech at a conference in Saudi Arabia in November, and I'm spending a few days in Dubai to do some surgery. So, if you're in the Middle East and you want surgery by me, um, uh, go to my Instagram. There's a link there, and you can sign up, and I'll meet you there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Doctor. I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And, thank you, um, Dan. And I, thank you for having me, and, and, and please send me the contact information for that uh, voice code. I will, absolutely. I, I, I'll do that when we hang out. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
Special guest, backed by popular demand, and also <laughs> backed by uh, request, is my sister Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hey, everyone. Now, you listened to my interview I did with Dr. Miami. I did. And did that uh, spark any queries in your mind? Do you have any thoughts you'd like to uh, talk about? I thought it was really interesting. Um, I found it fascinating what he thought about collagen supplements. Yes. Um, because there's such a huge market for that. I mean, you go in Costco and there's also, like, I would say a quarter of a section, like, face that's pretty much um, dedicated to, you know, collagen supplements. So I think that was interesting. Uh, and they're not cheap either, so... No. I'm not buying it anymore. I know in the uh, realm of um, health and fitness, collagen supplements are big. I think kind of anecdotally, because like he said, the data isn't there yet, but I think uh, there's enough anecdotal evidence that they do help with recovery and skin. Right, and but I, I also like got what he was saying when it comes to collagen and exterior appearance that when you take collagen as a supplement you're not um you have no control over where that collagen goes or if it's actually absorbed or excreted or not so i thought that was interesting because i mean there's clearly studies that show that biotin has an effect um but yeah i think it's probably better to get collagen from food or um do th i that's why i had asked the question about microneedling because if microneedling stimulates collagen in the face and it's localized to one area you'd really be better off putting that money from your supplements towards a procedure that's in office and getting the microneedling done oh yeah um i will be honest when he brought that up i got nervous it scared me <laughs> well they know me before they do it so it's i mean I haven't had it done. I'm a little, the idea is a little, I mean, it's not as, I don't know. I'm less nervous about microneedling than I would be like a laser. Um, but they do work. They're just, and they can be, lasers are pretty expensive too. That's the other part of that. Yes. And, you know, I, 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 uh, full disclosure, have not had any procedures done, audience. So I don't <laughs> want to hear any emails or tweets. Um, well, like I'm like, like I'm Johnny uh, uh, plastic surgery, but well, and I mean I've been pretty criticized from some people when they find out that I've had Botox. I mean Botox you can get for multiple things now, and it's really 
I don't think it's that big of a deal. I've gotten it since I, I'm 31 now, and I've gotten it since I was probably 27, 25. Um, I started getting it when I was really young. I just got a little bit every, like, year to 18 months. And um, I don't know. My thought is, like he was saying, you know, the younger generation just feels like, my my biggest thing that I saw in helping clients was if someone was unhappy and there was something you could do to change it that made you incredibly subconscious about your appearance and it's an in-office procedure, why not do it? I, mean, I am from sure. that school of thought too because I, when I was younger, I don't want to say I was judgmental, but I had preconceived ideas about, oh, why are they doing right. this? But, 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 but. but the older I get... Um, I start. To, I started to have a a, a quesera, sera attitude, and I had family members that yeah. had medical procedures electively for weight loss and other things. And I thought, you know what? Uh, right. That's a decision they have to make, and if they make it, I support them. Yeah, I mean, and my thing is, Botox it fades, and so it's not a permanent decision. It's just one of those things that um, you're actually doing something preventative by getting Botox because it basically creates this bridge to kind of keep the skin lifted and not to wrinkle. And so it just, I know everyone has their own opinion about it and they're, everyone can have their own opinion about it. Um, and if someone criticizes me, I don't, you know what, I don't care because <laughs> it's my face and if something makes me feel self-conscious, I mean, I literally knew people when I was makeup artist that wouldn't even have conversations in public because of how self-conscious they were about something so small that could take five minutes to fix. Um, so I just, I think that you have to weigh, you have to weigh out, does it affect your quality of daily life? And if it does, and if it's something that bothers you, then that's a decision you have to make. You can't, don't let someone outside of that be like, why would you do that? Um, yeah, that's my take on it. That's my two cents. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pro Botox. <laughs> breaking breaking news, everyone. Nicole Larson, <laughs> Sydney is pro Botox. Um, oh, yeah, well, I'm I'm neutral. I'm not going to be controversial on the show well, today. And you know, the crazy thing is, if someone asks me about skincare, I think a lot of people that are that know me know that I'm really, I am really, really into taking care of my skin. I think it's incredibly important, not just for exterior appearance, um, but I think more than anything, I mean, we, I live in Florida where the sun is crazy dangerous here. And I know if you're in Phoenix, it's the same thing, but I mean, the amount of damage you can get from not wearing sunscreen or using, I mean, you can do something like using a topical retinol a couple of days a week and your cancer prevention is cut down by like at least 25%. Why would you not do that? Yes, very important. Um, and for, for, you know, every type of person, um, I, you know, I, I do, you know, I, I think sunscreen is important. I, I don't like to... I like to be outside occasionally, and I think vitamin D well, there, absorption there, is a good thing. But protect your skin, my, everyone. Right. Yeah, I just, I am a firm believer. I, I mean, we have skin cancer that runs in our family, and I just think it's so important to, I think that you're only given one body <laughs> in this life, and 
if I feel like it's my responsibility to take the best care of it, then I can. Right. And that, you know, that's really interesting. It also goes to what he was saying about diet because you know that I'm not a big meat eater. I don't really, I don't like to consume meat um, that often, but it was interesting that he mentioned that he's plant-based during the week. Yeah, and, you know, to each his own when it comes to, like I said, my whole thing is, no matter what you do, you have to reduce calories, whether that's through a vegan diet, through a keto, right. through a low carb, um, you know, whatever. No matter how you slice it, we all got to do our part to take care of ourselves. So, right. I, I, it, and I think it, it's not I so think... much um, what specifically you choose. I think that's a personal decision, but you know, we all have to take care of ourselves, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I really see that it's such a common thread that I think that people, I think that people feel like there's something wrong with taking like 10 to 15 minutes for themselves on a daily basis to just do something for them. And at the end of the day, if you don't do that, then you're going to not just you suffer, but everyone else around you suffers because you're not putting back into yourself. You have to replenish too. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm no room. I have no room to talk because I spend about 30 to 45 minutes a day on my skincare and makeup routine. <laughs> and I know that's not average, but, um, yeah, I just, I think that I, I just wish that people weren't so afraid to be honest to say like, it's okay to spend, you know, and I think as time goes on, millennials and our new generation are a lot more outspoken about that, but we definitely grew up in the South where it wasn't really talked about. No, and I, I think it's very important for mothers and uh, to, to, to take care of themselves because uh, they, run, they run the ship no matter how you slice it. And, uh, right. you know, they, need, they do need time what? for themselves. Very important. I think, and that was one of my biggest questions for him, too. I think that goes for men because it's, you know, and I try to tell my husband this all the time. I think that, and when I worked in the industry, I saw this at, on an everyday basis, that it was 95% of the people walking through the door to come get skincare, SPF, whatever it might be from a skincare standpoint, were all women. And this very marginal percentage were men. And... I almost feel like sometimes men scrutinize each other for, you know, having this skincare routine because that makes them something. I mean, in 25 years from now, are you going to be upset with somebody because their skin is hydrated and bouncy? I don't think so. If anything, you're going to look at them and be like, dang, I probably should have done that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, I think that I wish that men were kinder to each other about that because I just feel like, you guys should be able to, you should take care of yourselves. It's not just for us. I mean, you have to worry about skin cancer prevention. You should also worry about dryness. I mean, I, I'm sure my husband gets annoyed by the amount of skincare products I put on his counter. But at the end of the day, his skin looks good. So what are you going to say? Yes. And <laughs> um, you, but you also used to recommend for me to put baby oil on my face when I was outside, right? No, I would never recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I would never recommend that. Um, 
and you know the other thing that I saw a lot too was that skin tells a lot and I truly believe that your skin is like a gateway it's really a glimpse into what your insides are really doing and looking like and the like the overall health of your body I agree. and um I used to see so many people come in and I can literally tell you in about two seconds and talk to them, you can see in someone's skin if they have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, it gets this shiny look to it and it almost is kind of see-through, like it just looks different. Um, now what about alcohol? Because there's a few actors I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> uh, alcohol. I always, alcohol, uh, always comes to mind is like William Shatner because he has that like red face. <laughs> when I see him on TV, and uh, no, I'm not gonna, I mean, he's older, but still, he looks like he throws it back, and that has well, to make a difference, people, right? <laughs> some people naturally flush, mm. um, they're naturally just have flush face, that's, that's a different thing altogether, that's just, I mean, if you have rosacea tendencies, then you're gonna have probably a more vascular face, like, you know, skin structure than someone else would, but um, alcohol in large quantities, I don't think is good for the body. I don't think any doctor would say, you know, go out and drink a bunch of liquor. No, a glass of wine here or there. Um, I think it really depends on a medical opinion of who you're talking to. But I can tell you from my experience, um, it's not my own personal experience with mm. alcohol. Mm. But in helping consult for other people, um, it was a question that came up a lot. Um, but I think that I don't think that alcohol is good for the skin. At the end of the day, it's not going to do you any favors. No, no. I know. I know you used to just love Jägermeister after work. Is that Never. still a thing? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. Now changing gears. I thought this would be fun. What going on in the entertainment world has got your attention? I'd like to get your thoughts. Well, there have been a couple things this week. There's been some Bachelor Bachelorette drama, which is quite spicy and fun. People not getting along in the no, media. No, I'm not hyper-familiar with the show, but isn't the one guy dating um, uh, Gigi Hadid? Well, it was an unanswered question, so that's to be, it's a TBD at this point. Because I see him out and about, and I don't know. Good for him. Yeah, it's a wait and see. Okay, now what about a show I actually watch or people I actually know about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about well, this uh, this uh, Britney Spears situation? Oh, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I feel like what's really breaking my heart right now is the Kylie Travis breakup. Oh, yeah? But did we see it coming? Probably. Well, I think the writing was on the wall there. Yeah. You know? I think, um, you know, they're both young and she's a billionaire. Well, allegedly a billionaire. Um, no, she is. Yeah. Uh, well, she's, let, you know, uh, uh, let's talk about that. Now, I know she was in Forbes, blah, blah, blah. and. Right. Is, Forbes does their research, that's for sure. Is in parentheses a billionaire. Now, I've had other people say <laughs> her company may be valued at that. Um, and, and no question, yeah, she's do. got she's worth a lot of money. I just wonder how yeah, can you know. Worth evaluation. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, well, good for her. Just, but what do you, okay, yeah. getting back to cosmetics, because from what I know, she took the ColourPop stuff and just resold it as the Kylie Jenner brand. Is that, what do you think about that? 
Well, as I mean, they're under, I mean, all those manufacturers are under um, all sorts of, <laughs> they can't say who manufactures what. Um, but Kylie is made in the same lab, I believe, with ColourPop. Mm-hmm. Um, I like ColourPop, so whatever. Um, I actually think the call, <laughs> I'm going to be scrutinized for this by someone, I'm sure. But I actually think that the quality of ColourPop is better than Kylie's drama. Um, Shots fired on the show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm somebody that, over the years, there's been so many celebrities that come out with makeup or come out with fragrance. or and it's, I mean, it's definitely a way to make money because people, I mean, Paris Hilton has like 60,000 perfumes that she makes money off on at like every minute. Um, good for her. Look, I don't care. But... I mean, you're going to do what you want to do. It doesn't mean it's quality, okay? Sorry, Kylie, but your eyeshadows are dusty. Oh, wow. They are, okay? And this is is my sister Nicole saying that, Kylie, not not myself. So (laughs) don't send the lawyers out. Chris Jenner, if you're listening... (laughs) <laughs> Big fan over here. Whatever. Correct. Well, I mean, I the other thing I always believe is that not every brand is good at everything, and I'm not like a one brand kind of girl because I don't think that I don't think every brand is good at every product they produce. I think they try to fill these holes to make themselves a complete line, and sometimes in doing that, they might create something that's not the best or comparable to something else you may like as far as a texture. And the other thing too is makeup is really all personal preference. Some people like dusty eyeshadows. I personally don't. Um, Kylie's lip liners and lip kits are great. I think they're amazing. But do I like her eyeshadow? Would I buy it again? No, I wouldn't. I'd rather go to ColourPop. Interesting. Yeah. That's my two cents. Now, what are, what are some <laughs> other... I know you're a huge reality TV fan like myself. Oh, yeah. I'm all into 90 Day the Other Way right now. Now, I... Reagan and I... am for those that don't know, my wife, watch it. Uh, and it, what I want to say to women, and, and guys too, let's not pick on women. There's these things, if we can talk about relationships, so there's, there's these things called red flags that... <laughs> Sinking stomach feelings, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it seems to be... Com- I think it's more common than not that in relationships, we see these red flags, whether we're married, dating, just met someone... And we, oh, that's okay. But that is the, the 90 Day, is the other way, and 90 Day Fiance, and there's another show on uh, we called um, Life After Lockup I'm a fan of. Yeah, Love After Lockup. And just about every couple, I mean, there's about 20 red flags that are just landmines to navigate. And what, what kills me, there's a, there's a couple, uh, the woman is from Canton, Georgia, which... <laughs> Shout out to her. You know? Um and and she's dating a guy from where is he from? He's from Nigeria. No, no, no. The uh, uh not the no, the the one that's the the PI or whatever. Oh, in London? No, she's she's like always has like leather sorry, jackets got... on. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the one in Europe. No, not Darcy. The the one Darcy Darcy <laughs> is a conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's one big red flag. But um there's a uh, I think he's in Algeria. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, she yeah. is, what kills me is she is a private investigator. Is she really? By profession. If Somehow you watch the first that. episode, she's putting trackers on people's cars and blah, 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 blah. And... Is she the one with a son that always has the hat on and the frog? Why are his glasses always dirty? Is that him? No. She's the one... Uh, anyway. No, I'm getting confused. Anyway, but there's a one... Anyway, one of the ladies, she has red hair, used to be a PI. And she... Maybe that's, 90, maybe that's the original 90 Day. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's not... It's definitely not the other way. And uh, she um, was a PI, and then she's dating this guy, but didn't even do a background check. Okay, let me tell you something. What does that say? <laughs> I, I feel like what happens is people have this like fantastical view of love and relationships, and... They get to the point where sometimes you see things that are red flags like you were talking about and you think, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, right? Mm -hmm. They'll just go away. Newsflash, they don't, okay? They come back even, even more so, okay? And I think one thing, too, that people, <laughs> people need to have their non-negotiables, okay? Mm. I truly feel like if there are things you are not willing to sacrifice, stick to it, okay? If you're a private investigator, chances are you probably should do a background check on someone, all right? But, I mean, there are certain things I was never willing to give up, you know, faith, family, my, if somebody's trying to cause fights with your friends, I mean... The older I get, the less friends I have, and the more that I'm close to the ones I do have. But don't cause beef with them. They're the ones that were here before you got here. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, faith is a big one, and mm -hmm. family is a big one. But I think what it really boils down to as well is I don't think people are – sometimes I don't think people are truly willing to put in the work that a relationship takes. Mm. Marriage is no cakewalk, and relationships aren't either. If you can make it to the aisle in one piece, <laughs> go through premarital counseling. See how that works out. Yes, and I was at I was at um, PDQ the other day, and I noticed there was a couple getting um, premarital counseling. Uh. <laughs> and I, for those out there listening that are in the engagement phase or or are married, youngly married or not. Uh, premarital counseling or marital counseling um, is great because you get everything out on the table and then it gives you tools that you probably don't have, right? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it could be something as little as I'm super OCD about how clean the kitchen is and I cannot stand if there are crumbs on the counter because I like... I have this fear that my house is going to be overtaken by ants or roaches and I don't do bugs. I don't, I don't like it. And so I try to do everything I can to keep my counters clean. I don't like coffee stains. I don't like stuff on the floor. If you open a wrapper, don't leave like the quarter segment of them on the ground. It drives me crazy. And I remember when I was engaged, my the couple that was our premarital counseling couple that was assigned to me and my husband at the time, she gave me the best word of advice. She said, get yourself a can of Lysol wipes and leave them on the counter. 
<laughs> and to this day, there are da- there are weeks where I reinstitute the Lysol wipes and mm-hmm. they're on the counter. And it's little things like that where, look, don't argue. There's no reason to argue about it. The wipes are back out. That's me communicating. Here you go. <laughs> I'm going to help you help me help all of us keep the house clean. <laughs> now, is it, uh, someone told me one time, uh, um, men just got to be trained. Do you think that's true? Um, I don't really like that because it sounds very... Um, I think it's one thing to communicate your expectations of someone, and I think it's one thing to communicate your preferences. And if something makes you, like, for me, having a dirty house makes me very anxious. I don't like it. Um, And I think if you tell the other person that, they, I mean, considering you would hope they love you at that point, it, usually the respect that person would return you with is, okay, I don't want this person to be anxious, so let me help them out. Um, did, I, did I answer your question? I think so. <laughs> A lot of food for thought. We, we this, this is an interesting episode. We're talking about plastic surgery. We're talking about makeup. We're talking about uh, reality okay. TV. You know, one thing that's interesting, too, is that I wonder what the percentage is of women getting surgery because of pressure from a spouse. I bet it's fairly high. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I'm married to someone who's very anti-plastic surgery, anti-Botox, anti-change, and believes in, like, natural aging that's unassisted. Now, I don't believe in unassisted when, aging. When but. your husband, Kayvon, raises these issues, do you just say, hey, get in line, pal? <laughs> No, I mean, you you need to respect your spouse. That's a big part of it. But if I think what it comes down to is just being honest to say, look, this is something I'm self-conscious about. And if that person really loves you and they understand, I mean, the other thing is budget, okay? All these procedures we're talking about are not cheap. Okay, no. that's one thing we have not talked about. I can tell you that on a typical trip to get Botox, right, the average person's probably going to spend between – Two to six hundred dollars, okay, depending on how much you need. All right, mm. if it's your first time, you may go light and then decide you want more later on, okay. So, for me, like my average trip to get Botox is probably like three hundred dollars. Now, that's something that I have to let my husband know about and discuss with him because that's our money, right? Um, so no more, no more, uh, PlayStations, huh. No, <laughs> I think you have to be fair to your spouse also. And if there's something that I think you need to share your wants and desires. And if, look, if there's something he really wants, if he wants a new leaf blower, okay, I'll get you a new leaf blower or a grill. I don't care. Okay, it's not, it, we'll make it work. Um, but yeah, some of these procedures that they're, I mean, your average, you know, your average plastic surgery, especially like the Brazilian butt lift, I wouldn't imagine it's less than 15 grand. I would think it would be more than that. I mean, we're talking a lot of money. Now, I wondered, I'm assuming too, you know, on his show and other shows when, you know, they appear, they agree to appear on the show, it's on the arm and they don't have to pay uh, for the procedure. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's some sort of agreement that they work out. Yeah. Um, if they're on the show, they may not have to pay for it, which would be nice. But um, yeah, surgeries can be incredibly. I wonder. I wonder if if women go to their husbands and say, you know what, you need to get your butt lifted, because. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a funny conversation. I bet it happens, because, you know, when men get older, they get that frog ass, and... Well, especially about gynecomastia. Oh, know? my gosh, yeah. I Knock on wood, that hasn't happened to me, but... Yeah, know. man boobs are not attractive. Audience, if I wake up one day and have grown breasts, I will get them removed. That'll be my first procedure. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about gynecomastia for men is that if they have it, other than surgery, there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. No, it's very difficult. I know you can you can kind of exercise it, but it yeah, is genetic. Yeah, it's still difficult. Yeah, right? it is genetic, um, hormonally and things like that. One thing I wanted to ask him about, I didn't, and I kind of I forgot. It was about um, hair restoration. Well, hair restoration's a big thing. I think obviously that market is really honed in for men. Um, specifically, but there's certainly women who would want hair restoration. Yes. Um, now, I want to I want to preface that by saying that I have luckily have all my hair. Um, <laughs> a, a male pattern baldness does not run in my family on both sides, so I'm fortunate there. No. But yeah, if if, if I were to wake up one day and and lose my hair, I would I would probably consider that just because I don't have the head shape to be bald. It well, might, you know. I would say a lot of men are super self-conscious about losing their hair because that's part of, I mean, men, when it comes to men's appearance, they don't have much that they're concerned about. I mean, a lot of men don't wear makeup, so that's not something that, like, you know, don't judge my eyeliner. I don't know. I was watching a RuPaul show, and a lot of the men wore makeup on there. Well, shout out to RuPaul, but I think we're, hey, look, I'm, no judgment, okay? Um, I think men's hair restoration is a great thing. I do too, because why not? Yeah, that's, I mean, if you have the money and you're not, I mean, putting yourself into, you know, some extraneous amount of debt, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I always think about uh, how many wigs Frank Sinatra had, you know. <laughs> well, I mean... There's so many people now, I, I would say, like, everybody on TV, if they're over a certain age, they're probably going to have some sort of a hair restoration procedure done. Well, did you I mean, did you see Travolta finally gave it up and just... He uh, definitely did. And went bald and said, yeah, I'm choosing to shave my head. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, hair restoration can't fix everything. No, but, you know, hey, good for him. At least he's open about some things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> And not others. Well, it's neither here nor there. Nicole, <laughs> thank you for being a guest on the show this week. Please plug your social media and anything else you'd like to talk, a plug on the show. My Instagram is nlmakeupart. Um, come out and follow me. Hopefully I will be back with Nate for a Christmas discussion, which should be quite fun. Yes, we're planning um, a audience little little peek behind the curtain i will be having at least a single come out for christmas and we will nicole and i are planning a christmas themed episode yeah and i would say to anyone out there listening if you have 
a question about um, my experience with getting Botox or um, is it painful? Is it scary? Just send me a message. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. It's not as frightening as you would think. And um, don't be ashamed to ask. Yes, now I'm also putting pressure on Nicole to start her own show, which she will be doing soon. And yeah. I will be helping her with that. So please give her positive uh, reception <laughs> so that she does that and gets a few yeah. shekels her way. For our Christmas show, maybe we'll talk about some of our, um, our favorite Christmas cookies. That's a good idea. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Mr. Ward. Your first question, what is your aspiration in life? Oh, my aspiration in life would be to be happy. Yeah.